Welcome to Data Bytes. I'm Susan Wong. And I'm Jesse Chizeski Kay. Susan and I are two statisticians, and we want to bring statistics closer to you. We will touch on topics in big data, data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and the list may grow. In this episode, we talk about Amazon's 3D body scan study. Let's get started. Back in the 90s, when Amazon was founded, its main focus was on selling books. Eventually, it started selling other things like electronics, music, and toys, and now we know Amazon basically sells everything. I find that whenever I need to make some sort of purchase, I tend to check Amazon first. I use it for movies, books, clothes, health and beauty products, some food items, sending gifts. You know, Jesse, sometimes I'm at Walmart and I see something I want to buy because it's on sale. But then before I put it in my shopping cart, I actually think, how much does Amazon charge for this? So right then and there, I'll pull out my phone and, and I feel quite sheepish about doing this because usually as I do so, pulling out my phone, looking it up on Amazon, a Walmart associate will walk by and say, hey, do you need help finding something? And then I'd have to say, nope. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do that as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's good to have a comparison because I mean, if it's significantly cheaper, you know, go order on Amazon instead. But, um, but anyway, okay, so there've been a number of articles posted recently suggesting that Amazon may be expanding their presence in the clothing industry. As of this recording, it seems that Amazon has not made any official announcements, but this is suspected because some people have been receiving invitations to participate in a study by Amazon. This is a study where they want to take 3D scans of participants' bodies. Whoa, bodies. Okay, so this provokes a number of questions. 3D scans of human bodies? Yeah. Uh, So apparently they want people to participate in a 20-week study where they would be scanned every two weeks for 30 minutes. Um, An article notes that the survey suggests um, that Amazon is interested in understanding how body shapes change over time. 20 weeks doesn't seem like a long time for, for one's body to change. I suppose they're more interested in sort of, you know, short-term fluctuations. Yeah, that's pro- yeah, that that would make more sense, I suppose, yeah. Um, and then this um, this 3D body scan survey is being tied to Amazon's acquisition back in 2017 of a software company called Body Labs. So there's some discussion about these scans last year in the Wall Street Journal, but it's now back in the news because it seems they're either carrying out another study or extending the one from 2018. So I'm assuming that Body Labs, this acquisition, had some sort of software developed for creating these 3D body scans. Yep, yep, you got it. So um, so Body Labs was founded by several researchers associated with Brown University and um, the Max Planck Institute for Intelligent Systems. And the software, which just generically uses computer vision, is noted to have particular use for customizing clothing. So do the participants simply pose and stand in front of their smartphone or something? Or or do they have to physically be somewhere to get measured? Yeah, um, so it turns out they have to actually be somewhere. So there are a couple of Amazon New York City offices where the scans are done. So the participants would actually have to go into one of those physical locations. I see. So 
Got it. So then that brings us back to uh, this whole Amazon survey thing. So any compensation for the participants for their time? It's a pretty long commitment, 20 weeks. Yeah. Well, so a report on Mashable.com says that the participants get a $25 Amazon gift card for the just the initial 30-minute scan. Um, there's likely additional compensation if you're selected for the long-term survey. And I mean... An Amazon gift cards as good as cash, if you ask me, but uh, but worth the intrusion? I'm not so sure. Twenty five dollars for a thirty minute scan. Well, I suppose if you're within walking distance of the New York City office, it's not like they're going to get someone, say, out of Boston, flying into New York to get measured. I guess. Yeah, exactly. That that's true. So can we take a really quick detour here to something else that sounds related? Of course. So I find it interesting that there are now ways in which we can sort of monetize our own data, right? I mean, we've always had our data tracked by websites and and we've gotten stuff for free like Facebook, but there are seemingly more ways now where we we literally get paid for for contributing, offering parts of ourselves to these companies. So relatedly, there's this uh, news article that talked about a Facebook app that came out called Study, Study with a capital S, um, and they will pay you in exchange for sharing information on what you do on your cell phone. So you would install the app, and um, if you have activated, what you do on your phone sort of gets sent back to Facebook, and they use that information to do God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty new. Um, the app study as of mid-June is downloadable, but in order to be a paid participant, you still need to have a special invitation. And just to give a bit about the history here, Facebook previously already had an app that does this, um, that is to collect user data in exchange for payment. But that app was shut down for a number of reasons. First of all, it was marketed towards teenagers, and it took advantage of some loophole on iPhones that gave it more access uh, than what Apple intended in its terms of use. Hmm. So Facebook was maybe getting more than it was supposed to. Yeah. And so get to get around that with Facebook study, this new app that came out, um, first of all, you're supposed to be an adult to install it. I believe they'll probably just ask you for your age prior to installation. <laughs> so that's probably something you can get over if you're desperate. Um, but secondly, it's only available for Android phones uh, because Android phones are not quite as locked down as Apple phones are. Um, so, so also, in addition to that, the app includes a series of explanations in the beginning just to inform its user exactly what data would be shared with Facebook. Okay, so at least there's better transparency with the, the data usage. Yes. So, so I think that's kind of a step in the right direction. Better transparency is always Yep. Well, it's always better. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's another app that I'm a little bit more familiar with. This is called Google Opinion Rewards. Um, this is an app from Google, and it's not a new one. It's sort of been around for at least, I want to say, a decade. And they pay you to answer short surveys on your phone. And um, what they pay is then going to be in the form of credit that you can use to buy apps from the Google Play App Store. And I'm actually in this one, or I actually have installed uh, the Google Opinion Rewards app in, in a sense because I'm curious to know what Google knows and, and what it tracks. Um, and, and that actually leads them to ask these survey questions, it makes them actually very targeted survey questions as well. Hmm. Interesting. So, so then what kind of questions are asked on these surveys? 
Well, the other day I was at TJ Maxx and shortly after checking out, I literally got a survey that asked whether I was shopping at one of the stores listed um, in sort of like a five choice, multiple multiple choice question uh, in, in that list. And of the stores on that list, really only TJ Maxx was in the immediate vicinity, which I thought was interesting because Stop and Shop was right next door, but Google didn't give me Stop and Shop as one of the options. So it sounds like Google was actually quite certain that you were indeed in TJ Maxx and not Stop and Shop. So maybe the other answers were um, were meant to test whether you were going to take the survey seriously or if you would put in just some random answers. Yeah, that's my guess. If I had said something else, they probably would have just decided not to ask me any more follow-up questions because it would have proven that I wasn't taking any of it seriously. Um, so, so yeah, the first question low bar litmus test just to make sure I was going to be honest. And after that one, the second question asked if I had made any purchases at TJ Maxx. I said yes. And then it asked me to take a photo of the receipt, which I did. Wow. So then how much money did you get paid for doing all that? Not $25. It was more (laughs) like 30 cents. (laughs) But then about half an hour later, it asked me more specifically about two items that were on the receipt I had taken a picture of. Um, It had used OCR to detect what the receipt had read and then wanted me to take photos of the barcodes of those two items. So those two follow-up questions gave me a couple more dimes. Wow. A couple more times you can get a gumball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I I wonder what they're actually planning to do then with this information. Um, Or if maybe TJ Maxx explicitly contracted Google to keep track of the data for some reason. Yeah, I was wondering that as well. And I think in retrospect, TJ Maxx must have better data on its own sales than Google does. So probably TJ Maxx isn't the one who's asking Google about this information. Um, and, And it is interesting to note that after... I went to TJ Maxx, I went next door to shop for groceries, indeed at Stop and Shop, but Google didn't care to ask me about that. So so maybe Google is also trying to get into the clothing, clothing business so that it, it wants to know what items are frequently bought at local stores or something. That would be very interesting. <laughs> All right, so sorry for that little distraction. Let's go back to this Amazon body scans uh, story again. So I have to ask, Is there any idea what the participants wear for the scan? So it sounds like they're scanned in normal clothing first and then more form-fitting clothing. So, you know, so there's some privacy that that remains. Um, They also state something about how the scans will be used for internal purposes only rather than marketing purposes. That's reassuring until they inevitably get hacked like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so interestingly, there is a note on the Amazon signup page that um, that excludes participation from Illinois residents. Now, I don't think Amazon has anything against those from Illinois, but um, but a related article on TheVerge.com notes that Illinois has more stringent biometric privacy laws, uh, namely the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act, which was passed back in 2008. So, um, okay. So anyway, I, I find these, uh, these 3D, this um, 3D scan study a bit, as I said, intrusive. But as you pointed out, it's not as though Amazon is the only company that has or seeks detailed information about one person. Um, an Economist article from May of 2019 gets into how online identification is becoming more sophisticated and invasive. Oh, tell us about that. 
Yeah, so they say that um, there are some measures like recognizing the type of device you are using and um, your kind of typical Wi-Fi network. So this is just called um, or referred to as device fingerprinting is maybe, you know, not the biggest deal. But, um, but now there are behavior biometrics um, measurements that can track things like how a phone is held to features on how a person walks to how hands or fingers move on a touch screen. So all of this is in the name of figuring out that you are truly you when you use your device. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so they say. <laughs> well, I wonder what happens if a person sprains an ankle or has a blister on a finger. That's going to really mess all this up. Yeah, maybe they would even get locked out of their online bank account. Um, we, <laughs> we just have to be sure, you know, that our listeners are aware of the different ways companies may try to collect data on us. So um, we can try to figure out where we want to draw the line. I do hope that more companies adopt an opt-in approach when it comes to using our data, um, even if it means like paying us just a nominal fee so that we have to opt into it consciously. That's, you know, that if the company should be just absolutely upfront about what it's collecting, how much we'll be compensated, um, and then consumers can really do their own cost-benefit analysis to figure out if it's worth the trouble. Thanks for listening to Data Bytes. If you have any questions or suggestions or comments for us, please email us at databytes.podcast at gmail.com. That's databytes with a Y. And if you want to see the numerous articles that served as reference material for today's show, please visit our website at databytespodcast.github.io. Till next time.